I'm reading out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. The disciples were asking Jesus to teach them how to pray. And uh, Jesus responded like this. He said, pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. That prayer that Jesus taught us to pray is not just us asking, but us knowing who it is we're talking to and his voice. It gives clues to his voice and the tone of his voice to help us distinguish our Father, our Father God and his voice from the noise because there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of chatter out there as Danny demonstrated in that dance. And one of the things I want to point out with this uh, theme that it starts with God's voice. This is the way, walk in it. And you got to hear his voice first before you know which direction to take. And so we got, that's why it's important that we learn to distinguish God's voice. And so that's what I want to introduce and talk about today is to talk about this battle that Danny pictured for us through the dance. And this battle that we see, and in, 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 it comes in noise, a battle for the ears of our heart. Our theme verse, uh, Sue shared with you, Isaiah 30, 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You see, we listen, we choose, and then we walk. That's the way it works. Jesus told the crowds that were listening to him, Whoever hears my words, hears them, and believes the one who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. You see, in, in the matter of salvation and the, and, and the saving of our souls, it comes down to we listen, we choose, we walk. When Jesus spoke to those who believed in him, he, he called them his sheep. And this is what he said of you and me, his sheep. He said, the watchman opens the gate for the shepherd and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When it comes to the daily life of a Christ follower, we listen, we choose and we walk. It's the same with salvation. It's the same with our daily walking with Christ. We listen, we choose, we walk. And so it's important for us to have this spiritual ear that, that is learning to hear and listen. And if we're listening, we're going to hear the Lord call us by name. And then we can choose to walk with him. But here's, you know, the difficulty in our world today. 
and developing our spiritual years, there's just a lot of noise out there. You know, some of the noise comes from our world system. It's just the way the world is. It's constantly spouting out the cravings of sinful humans, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting of what we do. First John chapter 2. Fluid Drive Media, uh, advertising company, claims that the average American is exposed to 247 images a day. Images that are trying to elicit desire within you to buy some sort of product or service or goods. And if you count every label, every label that you pass by in a store and the ads in your mailbox, whether it's email or your physical mail, some say we are exposed to nearly 3,000 visual advertisements, but we just can't absorb them all. We can only absorb about 250. That's a lot of noise coming from the world system right at you. And, and then we also have the noise coming from the latest philosophies, the latest philosophies that come from academia, from our universities and schools, from uh, entertainment, the movies and the songs that we listen to. There are beliefs, there are philosophies that are truly coming through those things. There is coming through the self-help world and the books that they try to throw at us. And it's like, it just tosses us back and forth. There'll be one that will say, yes, this is the cost for these things and you need to do these things and change these things. And then someone comes from this side and they say the opposite, saying, no, it's not that, it's this. And this is what you need to change. And we're tossed back and forth on every wind of teaching from different direction. And we end up getting spun around by what the Bible says is just the craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. It's just one more person trying to sell their idea to you to make another buck. And then there's the noise that's coming simply from the sin in the world. We, we see the wrongs that are done to others. We see the wrong done to ourselves. We, we see the injustice. And if we're not careful, our hearts can become hardened. They can become calloused. You know, sometimes when you work with a shovel or a rake, you get this skin, this tough skin built up on your hands. It's a callous. That can happen to your heart, to the spiritual ears of your heart. You can develop a callus so that it dulls the sense of your spiritual hearing, so that when God speaks, it's muffled. You can't hear clearly. And so we have to be careful about these things that can harden our hearts. Sin's deceitfulness can do that. And then there's the noise of our own sinful nature that, that wells up within us, the desires within us. And if we don't crucify that sinful nature daily, it's like a zombie coming back, trying to drag us away into the sin. And so we got to make sure that we crucify that sinful nature or else we won't be able to submit our minds to what the Spirit wants. Instead, we'll submit to what the sinful nature wants. You know, to top it all off, the Bible tells us that all this noise, you know, there's, there's a... a a hand behind it. There's a hand behind it in this noise in our world. And he's the roaring lion. He's Satan. He's the accuser who's prowling around looking for someone unaware to devour. He's not playing games. He's out to get you. He's out to take you down. It's not a joke. And so in the midst of all this noise, I want to ask the question, is it really possible for you and I to hear the Lord's voice I believe it's true. I believe that we can hear him speaking our name. I believe that we can train our ears to distinguish his voice from all the other other noise, just like Sue did with Jazz's voice. 
Everyone could recognize that voice because we had our ears trained to recognize Jazz's voice. I believe the same with the Lord's voice. And we can shut out that noise and listen solely to the voice of Jesus, His Holy Spirit speaking to our spirit. The Lord says in Isaiah 40, Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created all these stars. The one who leads forth their host by number. He calls them, He calls these stars out by name by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice due me escapes the notice of my God? You see, the the stars described in this verse, they're like each one of us. We're not hidden from God's sight. We're not unnoticed. He sees us. His might and power sustains each one of us. The strength of His voice is great. And He calls each one of us by name. His voice is not weak. And so if there's trouble hearing Him, it's not the Lord's fault. There's something going on with us. And I would like to assert that that there's maybe some calluses that have to be removed. There's some training of our ears to recognize His voice. There's some shutting out the noise of the world around us. And that's what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks on Sunday. But as I said in the beginning, we listen, we choose, and we walk. we got to tune in and listen. And then we're going to have to choose from what we've heard. Our, our, our question often when we're talking about hearing God's voice is, well, am I really hearing Him? Am I really hearing His voice, or am I just hearing, you know, my little inner monologue myself? And how do I distinguish between the two? Well, I believe that we can distinguish, and the way that we can distinguish is through the shepherd's voice and listening to it through His Word by continually feeding on the Word so that we can recognize His voice amidst all the competing noise. You know, the early church, when the Latin language was dominant in the world, they called the written word of God, Vox Deo, which means voice of God. They said that this was the recording of his voice. And they would play it over and over, listening to it and training themselves to recognize his voice. We've got to read this. We've got to listen to this or else we will not distinguish God's voice from our own or from the noise around us. You know, many of us, because of the time that we've spent here on the, in this world, we've heard a false voice. We've, we've a false narrative that's been impressed upon us. And the false narrative can come from family. It can come from school. It can come from a, a significant person in our life. It can come from even a, a, a traumatic event, or even it can come from a church. There are churches that, that sometimes produce a false narrative. It's not the true picture of God. And sometimes churches can be spiritually abusive, using guilt to manipulate people. And that is not the voice of God. You know, this is the stuff that is competing against God's voice. For example, here's an example of what I mean by a false narrative, false voice that maybe we've accepted as true, as real. Uh, we've had impressed on us in this country that nothing is for free. Nothing is for free, that you've got to earn everything 
by the sweat of your brow. You got to earn everything you gain. It's in our history books. It's in our stories. It's in our movies. It's in our reward systems at school and work. And when we use this narrative as a lens that we look at God through, it's false. It's not true. Jesus instead told us God is generous. God gives us the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. Romans 6.23 A gift, if you're paying for the gift, it's no longer a gift, it's a wage. You're earning it. And some of us have forgotten that the Word of God says that we are saved by grace through faith so that no one can boast about their works, the good things that you've done. You know, how many times do we listen to the false narrative instead of God's voice? And we begin trying to earn God's favor by, by doing or saying something that we hope will, will, will gain some sort of blessing or favor or, or something. You know, another example of this is, is a voice or a false narrative impressed upon us that, that God is an angry judge and he's ready to come down and whip us. He's ready to come down and get us. And if you, but instead, if you do well, you might get blessed. But if you do bad, well, then you better expect some bad things to happen to you here on this earth. And that's a false narrative because Jesus told us something exactly different. You know, with that false belief, it, it can turn into this thing where we think that we control God. Well, see, if I do this, if I do this good thing, then God's going to do this good thing for me. You know what that is? That's, that's saying that you control him in some way. God is not a pet on a leash. He's God, the Holy One. But what does Jesus say? What does Jesus say about God? He says, He sends the rain and the sun on the righteous and the unrighteous, the evil and the good. He gives blessing to everyone. That's pretty generous. That's different than our system of earning something good from God, isn't it? It's called grace. You see, there are terrible things that happen to wonderful people. And there are wonderful things that happen to awful people. And we can't always figure out the whys and untangle that mess. Maybe one day in heaven God will make it clear and plain to us. But we can't untangle that here on earth. We never will. But what Jesus boldly proclaims about this is that God is good and that God is generous. And we've got to believe what Jesus says about a father. And here's where you've got to start in this world of noise. You've got to come close to Jesus and listen to his voice. It's recorded here in the Bible. And each one of us can learn to listen to it. You need to play it over and over, training your ear to hear what Jesus says about God the Father and about you. Train your ear to hear what he says, not train your ear to the noise that's out there. And what I've described to you is, is the battle for the ears of our heart. We'll, we will follow the loudest voice. That's just the way it goes. We will follow the loudest voice, the loudest narrative that we hear. Yet when it comes to salvation and when it comes to being a Christ follower in everyday living, we must have Jesus as the loudest voice in our life. 
My, my job today is just to describe what's going on, what's, what's competing for our spiritual ear. My job today was to tell you that the voice you listen to is going to influence the way you walk in this life. I believe that most people want to walk in the way that leads to heaven. And we can walk in that way if we listen to Jesus. And so I want to go just one step further than just describing the picture. I just want to give you at least one thing today that can help you begin training your ear to listen to what Jesus says about the Father's voice. And so here is the step that you can take. Begin praying the Lord's Prayer. And when you pray, don't just talk about asking and requesting. Don't think about just what it is you're requesting, but think about who it is you're addressing. Think about the tone of that prayer and what it says about the Father's voice when you pray to Him. You see, the disciples wanted to know how to pray, and they asked Jesus to teach them. And and He gave them what we call the Lord's Prayer. And, and when we look at it and how Jesus prayed, who he talked to, we see the true picture of God the Father. We begin to hear God's voice as Jesus heard God's voice, which I believe is summed up when God said, This is my son, son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. I believe that's the tone of the Father's voice. It's the tone that we see in the Lord's Prayer. Let, let me show you. Take the first line of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven. Jesus is doing something different that nobody has ever done in the world of religion before. To call Almighty God, the Creator God, Father. When He's teaching the disciples, He's speaking in Aramaic, the language of His day. And the word that He uses is is, uh, Abba, which is basically the word that a little child would use when they first learned to say Dada. It's a baby word. He's teaching them. He's saying, call God Daddy. I don't know any other religion that tells us to approach the Almighty like that. This is something totally different. This is something totally strange. We're to call Him Daddy. What happens when we call Him Daddy is immediately we recognize that He wants us to recognize that we are what? That we are his children. Yeah. Guess what? When we call him that, it, it changes our name, doesn't it? When we recognize him as father. See, a father's voice is a reassuring presence. A good father's voice a fa- is, is a father who's present. A father is trustworthy. And maybe you didn't have an earthly father that represented those things. So you didn't have a gentle or kind voice in a father. You never heard a firm voice, commanding voice, but you trusted that commanding voice because you knew that that daddy had your best interest in mind. That daddy loved you. Well, I want you to know that even though you didn't, maybe you didn't have a good earthly father, you have a good heavenly father. And he has existed as father before Adam and Eve were ever created. Before there was ever an earthly daddy, he was daddy. He defines fatherhood. And he is good. He is present. 
and he is the trustworthy father. Is that the voice you hear when you look to God? Is that the tone that you hear speaking back to you? If it isn't, then it's not God's voice. The second line of the Lord's Prayer, Hallowed be your name. Jesus recognized God and his name as being different from any other being. I mean, you don't say, Hallowed be grandpa's name. You don't say, Hallowed be my aunt's name. This is something that is only given to God. He is unlike or anything anyone else, and he should be honored as holy. Jesus is telling us, even though he's Father, he's loving, he's gentle, he's present, he's trustworthy, that he is holy. He's not a pushover. He's not some sort of impish spirit like a Homer Simpson who can be pushed around. He is instead like a regal lion. And he might roar at any time. And as C.S. Lewis put it, he is not a tame lion. He is not your pet on a leash. He is not your personal Santa Claus. He is the benevolent father, but he is also the Holy One, who can do whatever He pleases. Is that the voice you hear? Or are you just hearing Santa Claus? If so, you need to distinguish between the two. Jesus' prayer then tells us to pray for God's kingdom. He tells us that God rules over heaven. God is not weak, but is powerful. Jesus desires God's will to be carried out on earth. Jesus trusts that his Father's will is the best plan, better than any plan that we could come up with. That's why Jesus could say, not my will, but your will be done. Because he knew the Father's plan was best and his powerful hand was behind it. That's the voice Jesus heard. Then Jesus' prayer turns to our needs. And in it we still learn more about the Father and the tone of his voice First, Jesus tells us to ask the Father for our daily bread. God cares for even the birds and the wildflowers, Jesus says. He cares about you. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I was younger, when I approached God, I thought, he has a whole universe to take care of. He didn't really care about the little details of my life, but instead Jesus says no. He knows when a little bird falls to the ground. He, he, he feeds these birds. Shannon, and you're much more valuable than those birds. You are much more valuable than those birds. And your daily spiritual needs, your daily physical needs, your daily emotional and mental needs, He can meet those needs. He is the God. He is the Father who provides and wants to care for you. God provides and generous. Jesus says, that's the voice of the Father. Next to our daily need is the need for us to be forgiven of our sins. And Jesus tells us to ask the Father to forgive us and that He will, that He's willing, that within the Father's heart is the desire to forgive us. He doesn't stiff arm us and say, no, 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 sorry. Why don't you go clean yourself up first and then come to me and then I'll give you a little hug? No. He's not doing that. He's saying, I am willing to forgive. Remember the story of the prodigal son and the father? What does the father do? He runs to his son and embraces him and kisses him. And then he clothes them. He takes off the the rags and and the dirt and he puts on the new clothing. He puts on the ring and restores him as a son. That is the heart of the gospel. That is the heart of the father and what he wants to do for each one of us. He is the one who pardons. 
He forgives. That is the tone of our Father's voice. And then the last part of the prayer that Jesus teaches us, don't bring us into a time of trial, but rescue us from evil. Jesus tells us to ask the Father to shield us. God the Father is willing to protect us, and there is nothing that He can't turn around or redeem or change that you think that you've messed up. He can protect you. He can shield you. And that He is the Father who desires to do that. Is that what you hear in the tone of God's voice when He speaks to you? One who wants to protect you and shield you. You see, in the Lord's Prayer, I hope you understand that you're not just asking and requesting, but you're listening to who it is you're talking to. In Jesus' prayer, He defines the Father and the Father's voice for us. The Father is near. He's whole and holy. He's strong. He's giving. And He's forgiving. And He is protective. And if that's the description of the Lord and His voice, what would His voice sound like to you? Wouldn't that sound so much different than the false narratives, the false voices, and all their noise? Wouldn't his voice sound different from the world system and Satan who is behind that system? The, the guys in the band can come on up, up right now. Just for a second, I want you to think the opposite. Not God's voice, but think the world's voice, the enemy, enemy's voice. What would the enemy's What would the enemy say of you or about you? I believe that the things that he would say to you could be summed up in one word, accusation. Accusation is what you would hear in the tone of the voice from the enemy coming at you. And within the false narratives and the world's noise that's out there, the common thread of it all is accusation. And after all, the enemy's name is accuser, isn't it? He doesn't call us by our name, but loves to label us with false names like loser, failure, traitor, fink, stupid, slob. Those are the things that the enemy would say. But what would the Lord say of you? Again, in contrast, the opposite, I believe. Remember Jesus' prayer, the tone of our Father's voice in it. I believe it can be summed up in one word. The word acceptance. There is acceptance in the tone of the Father's voice and within the true narratives that from Jesus and within all His words, the common thread through it all is acceptance in Jesus Christ. And after all, Jesus' name means God saves. And He tells us to call God Father. So how does that sum up? He is the Father who wants to save you. He is the Father who wants to save us. And the incarnation, the crucifixion, and the resurrection, all those things occurred because there is a Father who wants to save us. And that is what is beating in His heart for the world and for each one of you. The protective Father that saves and shields and provides and gives and is generous. That is the tone of His voice. And when he calls you by name, it's different. From him you'll hear, son, my daughter, my bride, my friend, my faithful servant, child of mine. That's 
what He says of you. That's the name He speaks. Learn to distinguish the voice of your Father and the voice of the world and the voice of the enemy. It is different. And I just wonder, are you hearing Him? I know there's some of you who are like, every day, Shannon. Every day I'm hearing him, and he's calling me by name. He's saying, child, I love you. And it gives me strength, and I can keep going on. I can move right through all the noise and the things that are bombarding me. And I I keep it up. Keep listening to his voice. Keep training your ears to hear it. He'll teach you the way. He'll show you how to walk through it all. I know there's maybe some of you who are like, man, this is the first time I've heard this. I didn't know the tone of the Father's voice was like that. I've been hearing something different, but what you're saying is totally new. If that's the case, you're hearing the heart of the gospel for the first time. And that's what Christians, that's what Christ followers believe, that in Jesus Christ we are accepted. There is no longer any condemnation. And then maybe some of you are like, well, Shannon, I'm, I'm hearing his voice intermittently. It's like cutting out like a signal on a, on a bad phone reception. And, and so there's days when I hear him and I'm doing good and I'm walking through it all. Doesn't matter what's thrown at me. But then there's other days he's cutting out and I, and I just got to figure out how to get a stronger signal. I need, I need to know how to strengthen it so I can listen to his voice regularly. If that's the case, then start training your spiritual ears with Jesus' words. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears are going to hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. The next moment, Nate is going to be singing a song that, that relates the Father's heart to you. And what I want you to do, I don't want you to stand or sing. I just want you to sit and to bow your head, close your eyes and listen. Listen to the Father's heart towards you. All right? Let's do that.